just a few minutes, we'll be right with you with another award-winning, action-packed edition of your Tony Basilio Show. I got an absolutely fun one lined out for you today. Guaranteed. Because it is an absolutely incredible day to be alive and well with you. Absolutely incredible day. Absolutely love the smog outside. Those of you who are uh, so inclined. Matt Dixon's in here. Matt, you're like a uh, one of these uh, people that has, what do they call that? The, the breathing stuff. Um, asthma, asthma. Last night, yesterday, I was like gasping for air. And I said to Laura, I said, what's going on? She said, you were outside earlier? You, we went to the doctor this morning. I said, yeah. I mean, it's brutal. It was code orange yesterday. Which, generally, I like code orange because code orange connotes the vaults in some way, shape, or form. But um, I don't know, man can't breathe you know it's rough on everybody right now there must be some true vfls up in canada right now because they want to keep skies all over north america orange i mean it's amazing matt when you i was going to take uh the dog for a walk last night she was real excited she was wanting me to take her because that's usually what we do, and I wasn't going to go out in that last night when I could barely breathe inside my house. Really amazing. So please be careful today. And those of you that don't have to be outside, don't do it. Don't do it. Limit yourself. Limit your, limit your exposure uh, to that stuff. Because I'm going to tell you, it is, it's rough out there. And those of you listening around the region, like, I'm looking out of one of the windows here near the Raymere Studio Annex as we speak. We do the show. And you you can't see into the hills near, like, we're way up on a hill here. You, you can't see the hills. It's really something. But any at any rate. Some clarity has come into view. Yesterday, Adam Sparks was on with us talking about that. NCA stuff. I got to be honest with you. I was talking with a friend of mine today who told me that that piece with Adam Sparks was incredible yesterday, which I think it was too. But the thing I didn't realize last week that I realize now is that Tennessee came pretty close to getting whacked. And, and they were pretty concerned they were going to get whacked. Now we can focus, though, on the task at hand. Here's what I'm going to ask. I want Matt to think about this. I want Brian to think about this. I want you to think about this, and we'll and we'll unpack this later on. Brian, what time is our special guest by the name of Greg Medea joining? About 11.15. There you go. So let's just open the program here real quick. A couple new snooze notes and snuggets. Do some snooze and some snotes. The Austin P game is going to be on September 9th at 5 Eastern time. That is Tennessee's home opener. So in concurrent weeks, they will play games at noon 
Eastern, and 5 o'clock Eastern. Matt, what's your guess, best guess, on when the Florida game will uh, kick off? When will the Florida game kick off, Matt? Uh, I think that, I think it'll be one of those night ESPN night games. ESPN night game. What else is on that weekend? Do I, we know? Yeah, I I actually don't off the top. It, of my it's head. It's already determined. It's seven o'clock on ESPN. Okay, it was so already announced some time right. ago. That's what I thought. So hard to keep track of all this stuff. So what game time spry do we know right now? We, we know, know the first three games: Virginia. That's the nooner. And the Austin P game is five, and Florida seven o'clock ESPN. All right, very good. So that's one little snooze snoot and snugget to get out of the way. The second snooze snoot and snugget is that um, Luke Holman has just left Tennessee's campus, and he plans on taking a few other visits before making up his mind. But uh, Tennessee feels like they're in pretty good shape with him. Matt, how significant in baseball would it be to get Luke Holman? Uh, it, it sets you up to potentially have, you know, maybe the best pitching staff in the country once again. Um, you know, Friday night starter in, in the SEC uh, would kind of – I wouldn't say solidify your rotation, but give you a really, really good one-two punch with uh, paired with Drew Beam. Now that that would be a, a really impressive pickup, and and really Tennessee's just kind of killed the portal uh, here this season. People are wondering on the shortstop from Arizona State. Here's what I was told: Tennessee decided to just kind of move on on that deal. Um, that's a young guy that. Uh, was really pretty interested, and no offense to him, but he was interested in getting paid. And they were interested in finding a solution at shortstop. And it just got to be a little much for them, so they just kind of moved him down the road. That's 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 their side of things. So uh, I, I can only go with where uh, I guess they've kind of learned a lesson, I, I would think, would be a way of putting that, Matt. Uh, probably so. I think, yeah, that's probably a really good way of putting it. But I, I will say, I, I think shortstop is, is at least my biggest question mark this offseason going into next year. Because you don't, you, you know, you don't have one. You had a couple of guys transfer out. Uh, yeah, I mean, you have, you have a number of guys coming in, uh, and you can probably, I mean, you, I, I think you'll find one out of that. And I think it's like four or five guys you'll find a starter there. Because um, I, I don't think that yeah, shortstop's yeah. on the roster right now. No, they it was feel on like the they, roster this yeah. past season. I, I don't think you can move Christian Moore there. They feel no, God no. They feel like they have more capable choices there, uh, and they feel like they'll find somebody. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Here's the question: I want Matt to think about this. I want Brian to think about this. So it's SEC Media Week this week. Vols go on Thursday. Race fans, race fans, race fans, race fans. And here's my question. Fill in the blank. It can be the same answer, by the way. Tony, the hot topic of conversation, the cause celeb this week around Tennessee's program is who 
but in late November, it's going to be home. In other words, do they have, in your mind, a wire-to-wire somebody that we're going to talk about who's going to be that somebody, or are they going to unearth and find some people this time around? And I would love to know your thoughts on that. The topic of conversation this week in Nashville, for instance, we could say this, right, is Joe Milton. And in November, it's going to be Joe Milton. Okay, I'll accept that. That's how you think the season's going to go. The topic, the hot topic, or the, 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 the pick-to-click from the fan base is Squirrel White. But come December, we'll be talking about whom? Third, third subject. I find it really, really interesting that Jeremy Pruitt openly talked about how when he was at Alabama, Matt, he carried thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of cash around. And nothing ever sticks to St. Nick. And he has been one of the loudest bitchers and moaners about NIL, Matt. Good luck getting hired back there then. Well, because it's leveled the playing field. Don't you find that whole thing, Dixon, kind of interesting? Well, Pruitt could have been referring to his days at Hoover High School. How many players down through the years do you think Hoover bought when they had that thing going? When they, what was the uh, MTV show that was on their campus? Two a, two a days. Two a days. Rush Probst out there uh, he, looking. He took, that, he took that literal and had two families. Yeah, they. You know the the TV show itself was good enough. If he really would have let them on the inside, that he would have been a pop culture phenomenon if he'd have done that, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> everything about that is incredible. And then somehow, fifteen years later, we hired the defensive coordinator and got exactly what we all were kind of hoping wouldn't happen. <laughs> and that Lex, and that Lex Luger-looking stooge has gotten another job down there in Alabama. He can't do enough to not get a head coaching job in high school football. Is that not incredible? He just keeps tripping over himself, breaking every law and every rule along the way and every moral clause along the way, and he just keeps getting jobs. That Lex Luger-looking stooge, he must be a great coach, man. I love him. I'm for. I am for. Oh, he's, that's incredible. It, it's kind of a shame he he never was a part of Pruitt's staff here. He would have fit in perfectly here during those three years. So, as a prelude to our next guest, who's going to join us, and we're going to break it down scientifically with him, Greg Medea, Charlottesville Daily Progress, and we're going to preview Virginia, Virginia. And here's the. So I'm talking to the great Marcos Garza last night. Tony, my son wants me to bring him down to see uh, see the game. What what kind of contest is that going to be? Matt, should I have snowed him or should or should I have leveled with him that the Vols are a four touchdown favorite? He said you're kidding. I said no. I said that looks like an absolute blowout on paper. I guess, guys, those games are dangerous when you start thinking that way. I guess that's a dangerous thing. 
Are either one of you afraid of Virginia before we bring Greg Medea in here? They're picked to finish in the top 15 of the ACC, that is. What number, Brian? They're t- picked by Phil Steele to finish tied for 13th with Georgia Tech. A bottom of the barrel ACC team. Wow. Matt, are you having trouble uh, getting up for that one? Hey, Lou. Uh, no, not, not really. I mean, it's I mean, it's your season opener. It's it's a name opponent, even though the team that they're fielding this year is is kind of mid major. Um, but it's it, it's a guy that turned your job down twice, which is all kind of the ironic part. We we really should give him like an orange bowl ring or orange bowl hat. Meet him, yes, uh, meet him I mean, out of he, midfield. Yeah, he's because I mean, without without him turning this job down twice, we don't get hypo. So we, which we I love, really and I love. To, I love the vanity that is Danny White. Tony Elliott. I love the vanity that is because Danny White. Those guys will not admit that. Like if you, when you say that on the air, I always get like a text. That's not so. I'm like, yes, it is so. Quit, quit covering. It, it absolutely is so, and it's oh, okay. Tony, Tony Elliott guys talked turn, about it publicly. Oh, exactly. He's going to talk why about he it. it down. He's going to talk about it. They're going to act like it never happened. I mean, it's a joke. It's 2023. This is not 1975. We all listen. We all know the secrets. We'll come back on the other side. One of God's greatest gifts. And Brian and I request that as we return. Our guests will not know why we're playing it. But you got to play some unanswered prayers coming back as we continue on the other side. Greg Medea joined Charlottesville Daily Progress. What kind of club is Virginia going to throw out there? And, look, they're trying to move on from tragedy as well. be the first time they're back on a field, I believe, since that heinous act occurred up there uh, involving one of their football players, former players. Very, very sad. But we'll talk about it with Greg Medea as we continue on the other side after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. 
Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly 
promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Gypsy Kings featuring Tonino Baliardo return to Nashville with a concert that will take you on a trip down memory lane. The Gypsy Kings will be performing their greatest hits November 4th at TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall. For you to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night. Tickets on sale through ToninoBaliardo.com A loud and live production. All right, welcome back, everybody. This is T. Willie. I've got our good grocer over there, Mr. Miles Johnson, on the phone. Miles, how's everything going today at Foodland? Oh, everything's going great today. How about yourself? Oh, man, it's going wonderful. And as always, you got some amazing uh, deals, I know, for us. Yeah, that's right. We have ground beef for three nineteen a pound, whole New York strip five ninety nine a pound, seedless watermelons five ninety nine each, and Coca Cola twelve packs two for thirteen. Wow, some good deals over there, so people need to come on over there, over to West 7th Street, and right over by where the post office is. And again, you guys are open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m., uh, very well, a lot of parking, a uh, very well-lit place. Uh, the, again, your staff is exceptionally friendly, and uh, I thank you, as I always do, for taking the time to share all the great deals with all of our great uh, customers out here in the community. So, Miles, you have a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, okay? All righty, thank you. Thank you, Miles. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM, Columbia. Sometimes I think God Sing it with me. Answered prayers. TB back with you as we welcome you back on a hazy, hot July day. Extremely hazy here in East Tennessee. And Greg Medea now joining Charlottesville Daily Progress and Greg, I, w- I welcome you in against the backdrop that the Canadian wildfires have uh, have made this place borderline uninhabitable. We had code orange air here yesterday, which usually we like orange things in this town, but uh, in this case, not so much. I hope you're doing well, my friend. Yeah, do- doing well. Not as bad here in, uh, in Virginia. Uh, we had some of that maybe a week or two ago, uh, a few weeks before, uh, but but not, not so bad. Not so bad anymore. Not so bad anymore. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly glad to hear that. And, um, Brian, if you could key the channel out that that sound was in, that's making a hum in my uh, ear. Thank you. Uh, there you go. Thank you. Uh, I hate having sensitive ears, but there you go. As Greg, uh, you know, first things first, I, give me the overall, as we get ready to get this thing back underway, last year the Virginia season was cut short by that senseless tragedy where is the healing process within the virginia program i just want to address that real quick here yeah tony no totally totally appropriate question because a lot of their off season has involved trying to find ways uh to deal cope and 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 move forward not move on but move forward uh with what happened uh, in november and the shooting 
uh, on campus in, in Charlottesville at UVA that resulted in the death of, of Lavelle Davis Jr., wide receiver, uh, Deshaun Perry, uh, a linebacker, uh, defensive end, and Devin Chandler, another wide receiver, uh, senseless, like you said, senseless shooting. All three uh, really good young men. Uh, Lavelle Davis, really bright future on the football field, was a, a tall, long, lanky wide receiver who could go get the ball uh, on deep balls, could catch jump balls, uh, had a really, really bright future. Devin Chandler, uh, one of those guys that, that just had a smile when you talked to him, uh, that, that was infectious. And Deshaun Parrott, very smart, uh, kind, kind of cerebral, had, had a bunch of different interests, had some, uh, was, was an art student. Uh, was was really a, a well liked teammate, so uh, very very sad. Uh, but you know, for for Virginia, the off season has been about trying to find ways to honor and 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 treat this season uh, with with some with, with some ways to to, to show everybody that there, there could be some 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 light and some ways to do it, uh, whether it's on the field through through some of their actions off the field. Uh, about ways to honor, and then I'm sure they'll do they'll do certain things throughout the season uh, to do so. Right, the first game is against Tennessee. That'll be their first game since the tragedy uh, in, in Nashville, and then uh, their first home game will be the week after at James Madison. And I'm sure those will be two extremely emotional days. Uh, Mike Collins, uh, the running back who was also shot um, during that during that tragedy, he's he's back. He practiced during the spring, played in a spring game. Uh, it has overcome, and that alone is is some inspiration for everybody else on the roster uh, to, to to push forward. Will Holland see time in the in the Tennessee game? Do you feel like? I think so. I think so. He was he was full go at the end of the spring. Uh, he's full go in, in workouts right now, and uh, I I absolutely think he'll play. Their their backfield uh, is is deep, so it's not like he'll be asked to be the feature back. Uh, they have some other players that brought in a transfer from Clemson and, and Kobe Pace, who was there when Tony Elliott was there at Clemson. Uh, Paris Jones is a senior veteran type of runner uh, who, who who will play, too. Uh, so he's one of three, maybe four, if you throw in a young guy, Xavier Brown, uh, who, who who will play. But, yeah, I would expect I would expect Collins to play against Tennessee for sure. You know, one of the things I wonder, do, do you, have you guys heard yet, Do they are they planning on doing anything like with their uniform or – Anything before the Tennessee game, or I mean, obviously there will be patches. There will be patches okay. on their uniforms, and they 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 kind of they unveiled the logo during the spring, so uh, you'll see that it has the players, uh, the, the the players' numbers: Davis, Perry, and Chandler. Uh, one for Lavelle Davis, fifteen uh, for for Chandler, and forty-one for Perry. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if they'll wear the UVA strong logo somewhere on the helmet too. Uh, but but there definitely will be uh, will, will will be some way to honor them on the uniform. I think a patch is what what's coming. Well, it's just um, I mean, very very seldom in in sports does real life intersect like this, and it's just it's it's hard to wrap your brain around what went on there. And yet, this will be the first time that Virginia will be on a field. You know, you look back on that. Did they make the right decision just to punt on the season at that time? I think so. I mean, just from from knowing the the, the mindset of some of the players, everything they were dealing with, uh, a lot of these. I mean, they, they it's it's not just teammates; it's, it's close friends in some situations. You had 
uh, a few players on the team that were high school teammates with, with some of these guys, too. I, I don't know how they could have pulled it together to play, uh, right? The tragedy took place November 13th. They were supposed to play Coastal Carolina six days later. Uh, there was a non-conference game. There's really no reason to play that anyway. I, I don't know how, with between funerals and, and ceremonies on, on grounds and vigils and that sort of thing, with all that going on, uh, in addition, you had players' and families coming into town, right, because uh, they want to check in on their their, their son. Um, you know, they, I, I don't know how you could have done it feasibly without really pushing the envelope and rattling the feathers. The, o- the only way I think they could have played one of those last two games, I, I think Coastal Carolina was unrealistic just because of the timing uh, standpoint with six days between. There was the Virginia Tech game at the end of the season, the rivalry game uh, that, that – that you probably you could make an argument that that maybe they could have played it, but the only way I think that could have been done is if all the players really were gung ho about playing and and finding a way to to get out on the field. But that just wasn't the case. I mean, you had players still, you know. They, I mean, in some cases, it's it's there's still some grieving going on, right? And, and rightfully so uh, when you lose friends and teammates and that sort of thing. So I I don't think it it, it would have been realistic to, to get on the field. Uh, so so quickly after after the tragedy. As we're joined today on the program, and Greg Medea nice enough to join Charlottesville Daily Progress, I'm looking at Phil Steele's annual, and he's got them <laughs> picked toward the bottom. <laughs> you chuckle there. He's got them picked toward the bottom of the league. Do do you share his sentiment for what could be in store for that club this year? Tony, there are a lot of questions with Virginia's offense. What I think could make it different in Virginia to not finish toward the bottom of the league or not finish at the bottom of the league is 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 really, I think, good defense coming back. I know a lot of people look at the offense and say, "What's going to happen at quarterback?" Right? Uh, they're bringing in a trans. They brought in a transfer from the SDS level, and Tony Musket from Monmouth. They have all sorts of offensive line questions, a new offensive line coach, three transfers in the mix to try to help speed up the the, the, the fix and the retool of the offensive line. Uh, but I look at that defense, and I, I see a defensive line that has probably uh, at least two future pros in, in Chico Bennett uh, and, and Cam Butler. Uh, there's Ben Smiley, who might have a shot at the NFL. Same thing with Jameer Carter on the interior of the defensive front. Uh, they have players, they have all three of their safeties back from last year. And that defense really un- improved under John Rodzinski, the defensive coordinator, who Tony Elliott hired away from from Air Force. Uh, and, and they made significant strides with, with largely same, the same personnel that wasn't very good in 2021. Uh, you look, they went from giving up like 31.8 points per game in 21 under the previous regime. Uh, and Bronco Mendenhall staff to last year, they cut it down to 24 points per game allowed. Uh, the yards per carry were weighed down for opposing rushers. Uh, yards per pass were weighed down. They eliminated big plays. I, I thought with what they did, sacks were up for the defensive line. I think if, if, if you're a Virginia fan and you're looking for a reason for optimism, uh, I think it's that defense because a lot of those guys now, they'll be in their second year in the system. They understand it. They brought in some reinforcements, right? They lost, uh, they, they, they lost their all American or all ACC cornerback, Anthony Johnson of the NFL. Uh, they lost another all ACC cornerback to the transfer portal in Fentrell Cypress who went to Florida State. 
they've kind of retooled and replugged those holes uh, with Malcolm Green, a transfer from Clemson, uh, Tavon Kyle, a transfer from Iowa State. So they feel okay about those positions after losing two really good players. I think the defense is the reason for optimism, and, and what could change uh, Virginia's season is if, if they're if they're going to prove some people wrong and not finish uh, at the bottom or toward the bottom of the ACC. Yeah, and they they really have a tall task in facing this Tennessee team because, you know, when you when you use the term you know offensively challenged or a team that's kind of one sided like they are, we saw this yeah. when, when Tennessee faced Clemson in the Orange Bowl. Just the ability in this, in that college football, the way it's structured now, to score the way Tennessee does, it's almost like the um, it's like the past meeting the present almost when you see those types of matchups. Um, tell me about Virginia offensively. Sounds like they're very much a work in progress. What has to happen for them if they're going to be pretty good on offense? First and foremost, they've got to get better offensive line play, and the quarterback position needs to eliminate the turnovers. There were too many interceptions for Brennan Armstrong a season ago. He, he's since transferred uh, to NC State to reunite with the former Virginia offensive coordinator, Robert and I, who's now at NC State. Uh, I, I, I think all those problems last year between the O-line, uh, you know, not giving Armstrong much time to throw, and then him committing too many too, too many interceptions, right? The pit game, you think about, he had interceptions thrown for touchdowns on his first two throws of the game. They're in a 14 nothing hole uh, before, you know, half this crowd has arrived. So that that's an issue. That has to be minimized. And I don't think Tony Musket coming in from Monmouth has to be perfect and has to, you know, and I don't think he has to win them games at the quarterback position to make them more competitive. I think he's probably got to just reduce the number of turnovers that were at that position uh, a season ago. They wanted to run the ball a little bit better last year. They wanted to become more balanced, right, transitioning from the air raid system that they ran uh, in the previous seasons under Nye and Bronco Mendenhall to what's a more pro-style system under Tony Elliott and the offensive coordinator, Des Kitchings. And because they had offensive line problems and struggled to run the ball, uh, that, that, that became an issue. Uh, so defenses could kind of – Kind of did, kind of knew what was coming, and knew that their old line was was a weak point. Uh, I think this year they do have some some younger players who got some experience on the old line last year that that should take at least a little bit of a step forward in, in Mikhail Bowley and, and Ty Furnish. I think their transfers that they brought in have to play and have to be ready to play and fill significant roles. Uh, Uganda Nana from Houston, Jimmy Chris from Penn State. Uh, and and Brian Stevens from Dayton, another FCS transfer. Those guys have to factor into the mix, and, and they have to lean on some of their experiences at, in, in bigger programs or, in some cases, just, just more reps uh, to help that offensive line develop. The, the new O-line coach is Terry Heffernan, and I think this is this is the one thing that might help their O-line out. My sense is he's more familiar with what Virginia wants to do on offense than the previous offensive line coach, Garrett Touge, who did a good job recruiting and building offensive lines uh, for Virginia's air raid system was there uh, throughout Mendenhall's tenure and into Tony Elliott's first year. Uh, but but Heffern and coming from Stanford and the way they run, they, they ran the ball under David Shaw at Stanford and, and used tight ends and fullbacks and offensive linemen. That's some of what Virginia wants to do to use play action and throw the football um, off of the run. I think that should help them 
uh, given Heffernan's background at Stanford. He had time in the NFL, too, uh, with the Buffalo Bills. That should help Virginia's offensive line, just from a, a scheme and a chemistry gel standpoint, uh, knowing what Elliott and, and Kitchings want to do. It's really a, a, a – and we've seen it here in years past when Jared Garantano was here. When you walk out on the field with a team that has trouble running the ball and a quarterback has trouble taking care of it and reading what's going on out there, college football can be a very, very difficult game to watch. I'd imagine that was at times really, really hard to watch last year. As Greg Medea joins, Charlottesville Daily Progress. And think about that pit game. I, I can so relate to that as a Tennessee fan, that that game during the uh, – what when was that, Matt, as I bring you in here? I think it was that Kentucky game when Gitmo – threw them a couple of gifts, and we were just sitting there going, man, this game's over. I mean, when you, when you do that at this level, you give two of those away, I don't care who you're playing, you're, you're going home with a case of rice aroni. Matt Dixon, get on in here as Greg Medea is joining us, breaking uh, down his guys, or the guys from uh, Charlottesville, I should say, Tennessee and Virginia, down in Nashville to open the season in sweltering heat, no less, 11 a.m. local time, be there, as the great Ric Flair used to say uh, up there at WRAL Studios. But Matt Dixon hit it. Yeah, well, we kind of talked about really the whole team already. And, and I think their defensive line, is Virginia Stevens' line, is, is really good. And I think they bring just about everybody back. But my question is, has, has Tony Elliott talked about the Tennessee job that, that he turned down um, uh, I guess twice um, before Tennessee hired Heupel. Has he been asked about that before, and, and has he made any comments about about Tennessee? I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure he'll be asked plenty uh, in that month leading up. He hadn't said anything yet. Uh, game was announced right mid what early last season, mid season. I'm trying to think when the game was announced last year, uh, but I'm sure he'll be talked. It'll be talked about. I know he talked about other jobs in the past. Right that when he took the Virginia job, Matt. He was choosing between Virginia and Duke, kind of went back and forth and talked about that a lot the week of the Duke game last year, and the job ended up going to Mike Elko, um, and who's really done a nice job at Duke, and Duke, Duke beat the doors off Virginia uh, down in Durham last fall. Uh, so it, it, it's interesting. I wonder if he'll, <laughs> if he'll dive into it again or maybe step away from it, knowing, knowing kind of what happened last year after he talked uh, a good bit about the Duke job uh, leading into that game. Uh, and and he, 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 when he took the UVA job, he talked a lot about being selective and about being at a place where he felt he could build the program he envisions and the, and the program uh, that, that, that he wants to have. And that's a, you know, a, he calls it the model program, and, and that's the line he'll use over and over again to describe the, the type of program Virginia wants to be. And that involves both uh, high-level football on the field, but uh, also at a high academic institution, and and he he felt coming from from his background at, at, at Clemson, not only as a as as a former player and and coach there, but uh, given his engineering degree and and the time he spent in the working world at, at Michelin, that that Virginia fit fit his background a little bit, being a being a, a, an academic guy. Not that's not to say Tennessee doesn't have excellent academics, right? But uh, Virginia's at this. This institution that that really prides itself on on academics and being one of the, the best public schools in the country, uh, so I, I think that's why Tony Elliott uh, found himself at Virginia. He felt like it was the perfect fit with the way um, the way he wants to go about building a program. 
Uh, it'll be interesting to hear his what, what he thinks, you know, Virginia compared to Tennessee and that sort of thing. But it seems like Tony Elliott was very selective, right? Tennessee wasn't the only opportunity he had in the past and, and opportunities to leave Clemson earlier before uh, he ultimately left for Virginia. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see the reasoning there. You know, that's really interesting. You um, you talk about him looking, and, th- and that does make sense if you think about his background, because it looked like when he turned the Tennessee gig down, that he was one of those guys that was going to be happy being a coordinator. That was sort of the from the outside looking in, looking yeah. at the sport. That's kind of what I thought. No, I think that's I think that's fair, right? Clemson, because they were winning and reaching the college football playoff, you know, it seemed like year after year, and and really in a secure spot in the ACC, right? Nobody in the ACC has, has really challenged Clemson uh, all that often, and there's some control there, and there's comfort there. It was his alma mater too. That he could be, he could wait out uh, the job that, that he felt was right for him. Uh, so I think that's that's part of it too. Is uh, he was in, in such a secure position? I, I know I know now Clemson's right. They've changed offensive coordinators, uh, right? The, the guy who replaced Elliott at Clemson is, is already gone, and they've changed offenses. Uh, but at the time, you know, it seemed like he was in a very very stable position under Dabo Sweeney, who was his position coach, and uh, and and. You know, it was it was it was it was probably the right move if he had uh, his his mind set on the type of program he wanted to build that he could be selective and and wait for the right job that he felt fit him best. What kind of guy is he? Is he a excitable guy, a storyteller guy, a cerebral guy? What 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 kind of of a person is he t- to be around and cover? Yeah, I, I think I think the sense I get is he he cares about his players immensely. Uh, that's and he understands what they're going through, uh, whether that's the, the tough transition a lot of them experienced last year and, and moving from, from Bronco Mendenhall's regime to his regime. Things were done differently. The offense changed. The defense changed. I think he had compassion for how hard they tried, even if the execution wasn't there. And then just, just from a personal standpoint, the way he handled everything that happened with the tragedy, post-tragedy, you, you understood how close he got to those players in such a short amount of time. Uh, and you understood that if, if anyone was going to lead Virginia out of this, this horrible mess, uh, it was, it was going to have to be Tony Elliott based on the, the type of person he is. When you talk to recruits, you talk to transfers who commit to UVA, you talk to players in the program, the one thing that it always comes back to is, is – is the sense of comfort and the sense of feel uh, they had with Tony Elliott and, and some of his assistants uh, compared to other places they were recruited. And so that's that kind of the sense I get with Elliott is that his his personal interaction and because he's uh, he connects with them through faith and uh, and, and through education, that, uh, and the type of kid that goes to UVA is, 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 is unique in that sense that, that maybe beyond football uh, can 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 find ways to bond with the coaching staff and that's and i have covered other programs west virginia james madison um, you know that it's kind of unique at uva that that's the that that that's the connecting point and elliot elliot seems to have found that at least with his players regardless of the results on the field to this point uh it seems at least from a personal standpoint it's worked uh with elliot and uva players you know, on the way out, you bring up both West Virginia and JMU. I, I think that James Madison move they've made to be really interesting because 
it looks like with what's gone on at Virginia Tech and at Virginia in recent years, there's an opportunity for somebody in that corridor to build something and build something pretty quickly. Um, and they certainly look like they're pretty hungry there with the facilities and the moves they've made. And every time I drive, because I'm from originally from southeastern Pennsylvania, and there's only one way to get from here to there, driving, and that's <laughs> on 81, as you know, I'll which takes one. forever. Yep. takes forever. Uh, but <laughs> that said, every time I pass by that campus, there's something new going up around that stadium. The facilities there are and, and I don't think people really understand this unless they take a, a time to look at it, but it seems to me that they've made that move at about the right time because VaTech looks like they're kind of lost in the weeds right now, and, and Virginia's sort of gone through the wilderness here. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think you, you, you've hit it head on. James Madison, knowing that program pretty well, they waited. I mean, they, they, they've had, you know, probably opportunities in the past, but didn't want to make the jump until they knew they were fully ready, both football-wise in terms of roster, roster management, right coach, uh, but also financially, uh, and with the rest of their sports programs. It's, it's a pretty well-rounded athletic department at James Madison, and they weren't going to make that move unless they felt like the majority of their athletic programs could succeed. And they were looking for an opportunity where they weren't going to be in a league where where they were on an island. They wanted to be in this in a in a regional in a regional conference where some of their rivals of the past would be. And with this kind of creation and 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 new look feel with the Sun Belt at James Madison, now you've got Old Dominion down the road that you're playing. You've got Marshall. Uh, it's just a drive across 64 that you're playing. App State, a team that they played in the FCS postseason uh, years ago, uh, that you're playing, that their fans are familiar with. Uh, so it made it made sense from that point. And and from the other angle is, uh, they completely outgrew the league that they used to be in, the Colonial Athletic Association. Uh, they were the behemoth in the FCS, spending more, uh, getting better players, uh, and, and churning out a better product than, than the rest of the subdivision outside of Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, so. Uh, they were they were ready for the move, and I, I think it's it's absolutely the right time. I, I know their coach now, Kurt Signetti, has done a great job. He was at Alabama under Nick Saban, uh, was their recruiting coordinator there uh, with Saban for a few years, while well, the receivers coach. He's done a great job at James Madison, kind of continuing where Mike Houston uh, left off. Mike Houston won a national championship and then uh, took the job at East Carolina uh, a couple of years afterward. Uh, he had that roster in a really good spot. I think Signetti's only uh, improved it and built upon it. Uh, they've got one of the better offensive lines at the group of five level. Uh, they've got quarterbacks that want to play there uh, because of what they've done, churning out some some under some maybe less heralded prospects or former guys who are at big schools uh, that have turned their careers around by going to James Madison, Ben Denucci, uh for 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 one, Todd Santeo, another. Um, so I, I think it's. It's, it's worked out. It's worked out for them, and they're they're in a really good spot right now. And I really appreciate you joining. One final thing: you mentioned West Virginia, Greg. Uh, you know, I I feel so bad for their fans because that's a program that's in the wrong league. They if it wasn't all about money, they'd be right here in the Southeastern Conference with Tennessee. We would have insane battles with them. Our fan base and their fan base, they'd have a fight on the field, fights in the stands. 
It would be a sight to behold. I just think it's a shame what's happened to their deal. Yeah, they're in a they're in a tough spot. They, you know, when 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 the team started leaving the Big East, they they were kind of either jumping the Big Twelve or, or get left behind and be in the AAC uh, at that time, which which wouldn't have been a good deal. So they jumped to the Big Twelve. It's it's been an awkward move, uh, probably from from a football standpoint, mostly from a basketball standpoint. That's a whole other conversation uh, with what's going on with, with their coaching situation now. But from a basketball standpoint, at least the hoops was, was, was good, and that, that, that school loves its basketball. But from a football standpoint, it, it's been totally awkward, and, and they just haven't had I, – I, I don't know if they've ever had the depth to, to really compete in that league since leaving, no. uh, since leaving the Big East for it. So they're, they're, they're in a tough spot. Maybe Cincinnati joined the league helps them a little bit, and a few, you know, a I few. Think so. uh, UCF yeah, too. Yeah. Get, yeah. get some more Eastern Conference, uh, Eastern Time yeah. Zone teams in the conference. Yeah, something that makes a little more sense. But if folks want to follow along, question for you on the way out: If it goes really, really well for Virginia this year against that twelve-game schedule, what's the number they put up? I want to say four or five is, is probably the ceiling. The schedule's just so tough: Tennessee, yep. James Madison, week two, Maryland, which is a, which is a better program now. Uh, I guess the, 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 the shining light is they avoid both Clemson and, and Florida State in the league this year. So maybe that gives them some more, some more games where they're uh, more even with their opponents, if, if that's fair to say. And if folks want to follow your work or interact with you online, how do they do so? You can, you can read the Daily Progress, dailyprogress.com, or you can find me on Twitter, just at, at Greg Medea. Greg Medea, you're a gentleman and a scholar, and uh, I'm sure we'll be talking as we get closer to the game. My best to you, and uh, enjoy the, uh, if they're near you, the Canadian air that's inhabiting East Tennessee. I hope you guys avoid it where you are, and I hope you have a great day, man. Thank you. All right, Tony. Thanks for having me on. appreciate it. Thank you. Great talking football with him. Matt, that guy really knows his stuff. He was rattling off guys from his James Madison days, and... You heard him say, not only will Tennessee beat them in week one, he thinks James Madison's going to get him in week two. And Matt, James Madison just jumped to Division One football. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. They're, uh, they're definitely the better team right now. Um, you know, it's a total kind of a, a rebuild there at Virginia. And I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know what they're trying. I mean, I don't, you know, it's just a tough job right now. And, some academic restrictions probably hurts them with the portal. Um, and they're just, you know, kind of playing that outdated, you know, offense that, that Dabo finally got rid of after, after seeing Tennessee up close. If Tennessee would have, um, or Tony Elliott would have said yes to Tennessee either the first or second time, because I'm with you, I believe he turned them down a couple times. I, I don't even think that's open to discussion. I wonder, Matt, where Tennessee's program would be right now. Who knows? The guy might have been, with his approach, an absolute world beater. Maybe he was a smart guy to realize, though, that psychographically, I just don't fit with that place. Maybe it would have been like, I remember, who was the uh, coordinator we had from Richmond? Oh, God, what, he's a Matt coach. No, he's not a Matt. He coaches at uh, Dave Clawson. Wait Dave now. Clawson. Yeah, and that's a see. Wake's a great spot for him. That's a great spot for that guy, and that's sort of what I'm talking about. 
I was told when he first got to Tennessee that he was like, you know, these guys aren't getting my concepts. And I talked to a couple linemen. I remember talking on the air that summer. Brian, do you remember that? We were talking on the air about how people were saying he was trying to do all this complicated stuff with the lines. And and, and I'm not knocking the guys that were on the team at the time, but he was used to dealing with people. How do you say this without saying it? Um, that kind of had more book knowledge. They were just picking it up quicker. We're all a little different. And he confused the heck out of his team. And he sort of didn't belong here. He was just a bad hire. I wonder, Matt, when you think about Tony Elliott, you think about the way he was just described by our previous guest, who Greg Medea, who basically described him as an, a, a, kind of an intellectual guy who's got an engineering background, who's more of a thinker. Look, I think Josh Heupel's a highly, we all, we all think this, a highly intelligent guy. But Heupel has an offense that travels, and it travels for days, and it fits in perfectly in today's major college football. And the thing about Heupel's offense, Matt, that's so unique about it is that there's not a ton going on out there. It's just what they do, they just do really, really well. I wonder if he would have been a bad fit here after hearing that, Tony Elliott. Oh, I, I think he would have been an awful fit here. Uh, it would have been just a total disaster. He would be squarely on the hot seat entering, I guess this would be year three. Uh, no, I, I don't think he would have done well here at all. He would have probably con- continued the sliding the abyss that we were under. Oh, I, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and his, I mean, he his coaching staff isn't great. Maybe, maybe he could have gotten better coaches here. I don't know. But they don't recruit great. Uh, it just it just wouldn't have been a very good fit here at all. And then conversely, I wonder if you took a guy like Heupel and if a Virginia would have had the foresight when Mendenhall was spinning to give him a shot, Matt, what a guy like him could have done up there at Virginia. Because I think he could have lit it up there. I, I, If you take a guy like that and you think about the athletes that you have in the, in the Carolinas and, and the Virginias and you get to play in that league, I think he could have scored a million points, uh, Matt, playing in that league. Just taking the two guys and just swapping them. Oh, yeah. Hypo's offense could work anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's, it's very unique and, and it gives Tennessee a – a great identity, and, and you know exactly what what they're going to do, and they're just very difficult to stop. But I, his offense, I mean, he, he could go anywhere in the country, and, and that offense will, will put up 40-plus. Yeah, so when you hear the Virginia, when you hear Medea talk about Virginia this year, obviously one of the big themes around that game is going to be what happened with those uh, that that terrible tragedy. I mean, I just can't imagine uh, being in a market and having that hang over you uh, like it does for those folks, and just being on a team where that occurred and just wiping out. And that was the right thing to do in retrospect. And that was absolutely the right thing to do, uh, which was to just punt on the rest of the season. So the for, next time they take the field, first time they take the field. Ironically enough, we'll be against our Tennessee Volunteers down in Nashville. I want to thank Greg Medea, Charlottesville Daily Progress, for joining. It was great talking 
uh, some football with him, not only about Virginia, but about the game at large. As we continue, we'll come back on the other side. We'll get to some calls. We'll get a special guest in as well. It's all ahead. It is your Tuesday edition. Matt J. Dixon in the house as we continue with more on the other side after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hello, it's me, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. July reminds me of red, white, and blue. If you were born in July, your birthstone is the ruby, king of the precious stones, for its rarity, hardness, second only to diamonds. We have a beautiful collection from earrings to rings, modern and antique. If you were born in July, we'll take 10% off your purchase. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. July is Beef Month in Tennessee, recognizing one of the state's largest and most important industries. Our state's 37,000 cattle producers are contributing to the state's economy, conserving natural resources, and providing a high-quality protein for people to enjoy. The Murray County Farm Bureau salutes our beef farmers for their commitment to producing a healthy and sustainable food choice. Beef is a good source of 10 essential nutrients, including high-quality protein, iron, and zinc. Join us in celebrating July Beef Month in Tennessee. Blast into big July fun all summer long. You won't need sparklers, spinners, Roman candles, or any other fancy fireworks. You'll be rocketing toward explosive top prizes of up to $500,000 with the all-new July Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Hurry in and pick out your favorites today. Find them at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. What happens when the thrill of Powerball meets the thrill of NASCAR? You get a chance to win an exciting trip for two to the NASCAR championship race in Phoenix, Arizona. Plus, the chance to win a million dollars in a special drawing. Enter the NASCAR Powerball Playoff second chance drawing at TNVIPrewards.com between June 23rd and July 31st for your chance to win. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. NASCAR is used with express permission. NASCAR LLC is not a sponsor of this promotion. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. TV back with you, hour number two on your radio. It's absolutely an outstanding day to be alive and well. If you can see 20 feet in front of you, not that I'm complaining about the uh, smog and the smoke, but if I wanted to live in L.A., I'd go live in L.A., Maury Hanks. How you doing? Without further ado, I bring on another special guest, and then we'll go back to our phones, uh, which are ringing briskly. But Brandon Perry now joining Johnson University. They've made radio history here recently, hiring two of our favorites, the great, great, the great Dave Serrano and also none other than the incomparable Tony Jones, Two guys that are just beautiful people. And, um, Brandon, what's the reaction been as I bring you in, the AD over there, the athletic director at Johnson University? What has the reaction been to these two recent hires and big splashes that you all have made? Yeah, Tony, I, well, first off, I appreciate you having me on today. Uh, excited to, to get to be here and talk Johnson Athletics with you. But, uh, you know, the reaction in the community has been huge. And, uh, obviously, uh, you know, you bring on two names like like Tony and Dave, and um, you know people <laughs> took notice. You know, right off the bat, and uh, we've definitely seen an uptick with some uh, recruits and uh, just general interest in our athletic department, which is exciting. When you first set out to to do these sort to to go in a, in in this direction, and let's start with Dave. What what tripped you to Dave? Yeah, uh, well. You know, really, we have 
we've been making a lot of big changes for for some time at Johnson and uh, have been moving towards this direction for a while. Uh, really, the connection to Dave was our softball coach, which is Dana Carter. Dana Carter was the assistant at Tennessee uh, whenever they first started the softball program uh, there. So uh, she knew Dave, made a phone call, uh, really, I think, trying to, to find a recommendation as we were starting our search, and, and lo and behold, Dave was interested, and uh, you know, we were able to get on the phone and uh, talk and, and, and come to find out that we had a lot in common in what we were trying to do, you know, Dave's passion for building a program and, um, you know, our desire to build a program just kind of aligned, you know, and uh, who he is as a coach, who, who I've been as a coach uh, over the last eight years here at Johnson and, and, and the AD now uh, really just kind of fit uh, perfectly. So I mean, when you can when you can make that work, when it can come out that way, I mean, you, you, you got to jump on those opportunities, you know. So uh, we were very fortunate uh, that, that you know, Coach Carter uh, had that connection, and we were able to make it work. And and talking to Dave, he's really excited about it because yeah. you guys have a real crown jewel campus there. I've told people this on the air, and people are think, well, "What are these people paying Tonys on here?" They they got a guy, they got somebody on here, you know, <laughs> all the time talking about their place. And the truth is, nothing. I'm calling calling it like I see it. That's a beautiful place there. Uh, it, it absolutely is a beautiful place. We're in a, uh, we're really, for an NAI campus, we're really unique in that we're tied to a great city. Uh, you know, we're in Knoxville. Um, you know, we're able to recruit to Knoxville and, and we're, we're, you know, in the Smoky Mountains near Pigeon Forge as well. And, uh, our, our leadership here, our administration here really invested. Um, they've always cared about the campus. It's always been beautiful. It's been, uh, we have one of the best dorms in the country. Um, we we have great facilities, and the beauty of it too is we also have it at a low price. Uh, we're actually one of the most affordable private institutions in the state. So uh, not only are, are are kids able to come and and be a part of this program, but they're going to do it uh, in an affordable way, which is hard to say, you know, in, in college these days. <laughs> so uh, you know, we're, we've been able to to find some uh, a really good combination here uh and i think it's going to make uh for some pretty unique opportunities uh, as we kind of move through the next phase of johnson athletics and, and we're excited about the future i know dave is uh, tony is as well about what what could be you know and that's that's the beauty is like right now there is so much hope of what could be elaborate on that in terms of what could be yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, we've been in the NCCAA, which is a Christian college organization. Uh, when our president came on and, uh, in 2018, he, I, I moved from, I was the men's basketball coach at 15 and moved into being um, the AD and the coach until this past year and, and um, finally kind of just took over the AD role and, and we brought in Coach Sharp at that point. Uh, but when, when Dr. Smith kind of laid out our, a vision of what athletics could be like we, we just envisioned doing something that was really special one that that this isn't just about wins and losses for us this is about developing people you know we really believe in holistic education and uh here at johnson and but we also believe that from an athletic standpoint it is it's beautiful you know what what team and what 
sport can do in, in the lives of, of people. So we have this really unique opportunity because we're bringing along a staff that truly invests uh, in the players. And, and it's not just about, oh, you're a number, you're, you're a, you know, just another person on the roster. It's not about you just helping us to get a win or two here and there. Uh, but this is about us, you know, building into the future, investing into the life of, of a student. Uh, and I don't know that there could be a more noble calling than that. And uh, so I think that's, that is one opportunity that we have. But we also have found ourselves, because we're in this uh, great community that has uh, a lot of really great athletes, and they all can't go play at Tennessee. They, they can't all go be Division One, So we have this opportunity to come alongside and um, really bring in some great players and give them a good opportunity to have a great student-athlete experience. And, and I believe we can win at this level. I, I really have always believed that, that, that we have a good chance at being one of the top programs in uh, definitely in the Appalachian Athletic Conference, and, and we we hope even nationally that that people are are going to hear our name and, and know that that we're putting out a good product. Tell me about Tony Jones. The guy is such an absolute character. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 he's a guy. I told him this last week. Um, he's a guy really who has an ever effervescent way about him where. He just loves people. He sure. just absolutely has an infectious personality. Uh, the opportunity to bring a guy like him on with his resume. Yeah, you know, um, honestly, I mean, as a basketball coach, you know, I, I've been around the game for uh, a long time with a high school coach. Um, when I was coaching, I coached at Sullivan East High School. I was an assistant coach there. And um, the year that Tony was at Alcoa, we played him in the subset at our place. It did not end the way we'd like it to end. <laughs> but uh, it, it was, uh, you know, knowing who he was then and, and uh, just seeing his personality then. And now, you know, you flash forward all these years later, we hired Coach Sharp, uh, who I think is going to be a phenomenal head coach. And lo and behold, he has this great relationship with Tony. And uh, when when – uh, Logan started talking about the possibility of bringing Tony on. I honestly thought there's just no way that, um, you know, whenever we sat down with Tony, he was so excited about uh, what we had to offer. Uh, our facilities are really second to none from an athletic standpoint. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of uh, very high-level uh, college programs that would love to have a gym like ours. And, uh, you know, so we have this, this great opportunity and then we, we sit down with him and just figuring out like now, this is a guy who lights up the room you know that people want to be around that um, you know student athletes are going to gravitate towards well that's what we want in our staff you know we're we're not necessarily looking for uh, for the type, kind of coach that's going to beat down players that and, and we've all seen that I think uh, you know in, in college environments and uh, Tony's not one of those guys. He he's a guy who genuinely cares. And um, you know, I listened to his his interview with you, and I, I, everything he was saying, it's like, man, this guy, he's just straight up. He cares about kids. And 
you know, that, you can't beat that. No, and but you were surprised, right? Oh, I was very surprised. You know that uh, one that he would have an interest. You know, I mean, Tony could go coach where he wants to coach. <laughs> you know, I, I, he's one of those kind of guys. Uh, but then, um, you know, I, obviously we we've been around a lot of uh, uh, coaches over the years and stuff and. Yeah, he's just down to earth, and you don't find that every day. Um, you know, so uh, extremely excited about about him, about what it means for our institution, what it means for our athletic program as a whole. Hey, it's um, I was looking at a camp brochure that you guys have, and if you want to plug that, go ahead. But all the all the 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 way that his resume will will mesh and it's a great selling point you know all, all the guys he's had a chance to be around yeah yeah absolutely yeah we do have this camp coming up on august 3rd uh through, i think it's third grade through eighth grade um you know you can you can find out more information on that on, on our website johnsonvoyals.com and uh, yeah we're excited about that because yeah he he's going to be able to uh, hopefully bring in some kids to be a part of this. And, and, and there's not many guys better to learn from uh, than that. But really, you stack up all of our basketball coaches, Coach Lahan and our women's basketball programs running that camp too. And, and Coach Lahan is a uh, – at Bryan College was top ten in the country and as a phenomenal coach. Coach Sharps being a coach coach of the year. Um, Kobe Jones is – also helping with that program, who played for me here. He's our all-time leading scorer and a national champion. And uh, you know, really, I mean, that whole staff for for this kind of program is is phenomenal. And it's why I think we're, you know, we've had some success in basketball here at Johnson over the last few years, uh, pretty major success. But I think the best is still yet to come because we're bringing in some guys who have this kind of resume. Anything else, my friend, you'd care to add here on the on the way out? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I, I hope that your listeners know, like, like Johnson is is a program that is on the move. You know, we 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 are excited about the future. Uh, we're excited about what uh, what could be. Uh, you know, we still got a lot of work to do. You know, we we tell a lot of our recruits, you know, we're we're just at the beginning of this thing, and. Uh, so we're excited about what what could be, what 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 should be, what we know, what we feel is coming. Uh, but we hope that Knoxville um, wants to come along with us. You know, we're we're okay with playing uh, second fiddle to Tennessee. <laughs> you know, we we all love Tennessee. I go to every every basketball game there that I can go to. You know, I love Coach Barnes. I love what they're doing. But I also think that, that Johnson has something to offer the community. And uh, we're looking for partners, people who want to come alongside us and, and help us uh, figure out what is this, this thing going to be and what the future is going to look like uh, because it, it's got a chance to be really special. So I hope that, that people in Knoxville understand and know like, like this is something you don't want to miss and uh, uh, they can come alongside us uh, in this journey. Brendan Perry, shout-out to you. Shout-out to the great Dave Locke, who's listened to us today, proud Johnson. Uh, he was a Johnson Bible College graduate. That's how old he is. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, I, I appreciate you uh, taking some time for us, and I hope you have a beautiful day, man. 
Enjoy the yeah, smog outside. You. Yeah, enjoy yeah. the smog, you know. For sure. Thank you for having me. Hey, have a great one. Brandon Perry, one more time. I thank him for joining. We come back on the other side. I want to hear from you. Get Matt back in here. 865-200-5402. As we continue on your Tony Basilio show on a Tuesday after this. Spread the word and get the app at TonyBasilio.com for Android and iPhones. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the garbage man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. 
Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com. And check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. It's rodeo time in Murray County, the 19th annual Murray County Sheriff Rodeo, July 14th and 15th. Gates open at 5.30 and the show starts at 8. As always, kids 11 and under get in free. We have free pony rides, petting zoos, face painting, balloons, and bounce houses, all in our spectacular kids zone. We have cowboys and cowgirls from all over the United States fireworks show immediately after the main event bull riding. Pre-sale tickets are $15 and can be purchased at United Co-op or Columbia Farm Supply or at the gate they're $20. All brought to you by Harness LLC where we build people that move dirt. Again the 19th annual Murray County Sheriff's Rodeo July 14th and 15th. Gates open at 5.30. Show starts at 8. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Be back with you. Ladies and germs, don't try this at home, whatever you do. It could, uh, it, it, it could really prove costly. Matt Dixon, your thoughts on the behavior of the national media? They are not taking the fact that Tennessee outmaneuvered the NCAA, even threatened action from the Attorney General to avoid any type of catastrophic punishment on the program. The national media, Matt, I got to say to you, because I said it yesterday when you weren't here, I am really surprised by that 40 guys' conduct uh, over the weekend on Twitter. These people have have jumped a shark. This thing is personal with them, Matt. Oh yeah, big time. And they, you know, kind of sided with the NCAA here, despite nobody thinking. I mean, just the, uh, the whole thing's just hilarious. It's just a huge win for Tennessee over those idiots, and just the. The hypocrisy and how they, they all just look down on, on the common fan. And that, that's really where all this started for me was, I mean, you can make fun of UT for all the dumb decisions they've made and the poor leadership and all that. But those, those people used to just take cheap shots at Tennessee fans. And that's what I didn't like. And then the Tennessee fans responded. And now it's personal with them when they're the ones that took their, their cheap shots at fans for, you know, this is what you deserve and all, all this stuff. And it's, it's just very comical to play out. You know, t- really, Tennessee's already one and zero on the season um, after, after the ruling this this week, uh, and with how how upset those morons are. But you know, Matt, the whole thing is personal, isn't it? I mean, when you get right down to it, this whole thing it is personal to those guys because 
they really believe in college sports. Let me read to you Dennis Dodd's. This is Dennis Dodd's column. And and you know he's so on his high. And I, look, I like Dennis. We've had Dennis on before. I like Dennis. Dennis reads my blog. I like Dennis. Dennis doesn't bother me in a personal sense. And I think he's a pretty good college football guy. But they lose the forest for the trees with this stuff because they believe in it. They really believe in this stuff. Listen to what he says. Lacking punishment for Tennessee's egregious cheating leaves Greg Sankey unsure about the future of enforcement. Let me, let me just read to you. He posted this an hour ago, and I'm just going to read a little, little snippet of it. And I want to get Matt's reaction and your reaction to the living listener. For the longest time, I fought you. People listening to this show that would say, oh, well, you know, they're against us. And generally, that comes from the play-by-play people don't care who wins or loses. They just don't. These guys, though, Matt Dixon, these guys care who wins and loses. These guys do not want Tennessee winning football games. They do. I don't don't know about Dodd. I don't know if I'm going to put. I don't know if I want to put Dodd in that category, but that Pat Forty guy. I mean, there's no doubt he hates this place. Oh, he he roots hard against Tennessee swimming and diving. Let me read Dennis Dodd's piece here. In the midst of traditional of a traditional kickoff to the college football season, at the 2023 SEC Media Day, one uncomfortable truism has emerged. It pays to cheat. That's at least one of the residual messages from last week's penalties applied to Tennessee football after an NCAA investigation revealed hundreds of violations, 18 of them deemed to be level one. In quotations, or in parentheses rather, major variety. As the Committee on Infractions tends to do in these situations, it loudly admonished the guilty in one of the slimiest cases on record. This time, it wasn't hyperbole. Violations in this case were egregious and expansive, said Kay Norton, chief hearing officer and former Northern Colorado president. The NCAA concluded that Former coach Jeremy Pruitt and his wife were directly implicated in paying prospects and players a total of five figures. There were 110 impermissible room nights for recruits. That's a lot of Marriott points, Dennis Dodd adds. The NCAA public infractions report was 80 pages long. That's a novel in the world of wrongdoing. You also might have noticed that Tennessee continues to be among the living in terms of football. It had some scholarships taken away and an $8 million fine. The largest ever handed out and levied against it. But repeat, but no, repeat, no, repeat, no postseason ban. It certainly did not hurt the volunteers. The state attorney general, Jonathan Scrimetti, threatened to sue the NCAA if it decided to levy a postseason ban against UT. If you're confused, you're not alone. In announcing the penalties, Norton herself said the NCAA is at a crossroads philosophically. Matt, these guys are really urinated off that Tennessee got away with this. Not only did they get away with it, but they got away with it 
with a bright, young football coach that is moving toward the top of major college football. This aggravates these people. This thing is personal to these people. At least it sounds that way. They're furious. They were so upset drinking their Starbucks coffee that day that that ruling came out. It's, you know, the the thing that they fail to mention, and we all know the violations are bad, and, and, you know, but, you know, this stuff goes on everywhere. All this came about because Tennessee did its own investigation and got rid of everybody involved. And for some reason, these people fail to mention that, that Tennessee completely cleaned house including the AD, and, you know, wound up on what? Maybe their fourth or fifth choice for a head coach. And they've gotten, Tennessee's gotten extremely lucky with Heupel and just kind of the timing of all this with the NCAA basically losing all of its power um, and, you know, kind of any public backing over the last few years. um, And with everything, all the, you know, power going towards players. But all these, all these riders, you know, they, they, they say they're for that, but they still want Tennessee to get hammered in with the old system at the same time. And here's and, and this is exactly right, because I'm going to read to you the next paragraph from Dennis Dodd here, which really ties nicely to what Matt just said. He hadn't even seen the piece. But Matt's read the piece a million times, see? That's the point. Because this is very predictable, what Dennis – and I like Dennis – I think Dennis is a very good college football reporter. I think he knows the game, knows the sport. I think he has good takes. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey remains a member of the Infractions Process Committee that is making some of those recommendations. Sankey couldn't have been blamed for advocating for Tennessee when he attended April's infractions hearing. But it's also fair to ask anyone listening... In this penalty transformation after the Tennessee case, is there any meaningful way left to disincentivize big-time cheating? See, that's Matt's point. Here's the rub. Everybody's paying everybody now. What do you mean big-time cheating, Dennis Dodd? That Those rules are gone, you Pharisees and Sadducees. It's gone. What are they talking about, Matt? How can you cheat in major college football today, Matt? How could you do that? Would somebody please explain to me, in a world where everybody's getting paid unlimited amounts of money, there is no salary cap, how can you cheat? What can you possibly do that's cheating today? What does that even mean? It'd have to be something academically. Getting guys eligible or or keeping them eligible would, would probably be the only way I could think of. Exactly. Because I mean, so, yeah, because you, I mean, you can't regulate the tampering or, or the pay for play stuff, which all this is, and technically right. is illegal, but you can't really enforce any of that. I just don't even have. Well, I just don't even understand the idea. What what's he getting at here? One other way might be just providing all kinds of benefits for family members and things like that. But uh, that was going it's on all legal. It's all legal. Just going above and beyond, though, what, what would be considered. There is no above and beyond. It, let me tell you something. If I wanted to get, I don't know, uh, this Matthews kid, this wide receiver, that who's, who's Tennessee's in great shape with, and I, and I went down there right now and bought a family member of his a car and a house, 
just to entice him to visit my camp. It's legal. There's not a damn thing they can do about it. Texas and Texas A&M are paying people out of their university on the books. Who's going to stop it? Greg Sankey yesterday, while Dennis Dodd's writing this and appealing to Sankey and appealing to the NCA, he said, you want to stop it, go to the federal government. We're not stopping it. They're the ones that did this, not us. We, we were happy to live under the old way because then we didn't have to share the money with the players. Now we do. What I can't get over and what Matt was right about all those years and I just missed is these guys really hate y'all. They hate you, Living Vaugh fan. Is that because our Twittiots, Matt, just bear down on them like, like flies and just buzz around those people? Because 40 is like in another, he is like in another realm right now with his hatred of the Vols. No, oh, him, and, him and Vandy Dano lead the charge there. Um, you know, and, you know I, I think a lot of it is the Twitter interactions um, and also the fact that, that Tennessee fans kind of stood up and took away a lot of the media's power with these coaching searches. Um, where, you know, they can kind of get spun by agents and, and athletic directors and, you know, about who's, you know, interviewing for what job and all that. Tennessee fans took some of that power away and so, and so it can be done. Uh, but mostly I think it is some of the Twitter interactions and things because those, those guys bring it on themselves because they never get an opportunity to take a cheap shot at Tennessee. Never. It doesn't matter the sport. Does it matter? The Packers could be on vacation, not quit for a week. But if Tennessee basketball loses a, a midweek game on the road at Georgia, he'll have some snide comment about it. Like, I never failed to, to do that, and they deserve to be attacked by the Tennessee fans. Well, a lot of it's unprovoked, too. Like yes. you said, they yes. don't even, there's they nothing. Tennessee, yeah. They're not it, even. It took everything in me not to look up to the after that Alabama game, he was surrounded by all of us from pigeon boards and just just a stake. Matt Dixon skipping around, but I love the passion. Said he was going to go up to Dodd after the Alabama game and tell him to stick it right on the field. But here's the thing. For the longest time, I fought that. And then I saw some of that Twitter interaction over the weekend, and I thought, Man, these guys, these guys are really, really, really out to lunch here. But a guy like Dennis Dodd, I don't think it's Tennessee hatred as much as it is. They love the old way, the old rules. I miss the old way. We were talking about this yesterday with Adam Sparks. Reading through those texts, Matt, so fun, so entertaining all the things that were going on. So funny. So comical. It's all over. Tennessee's got a pro coach at a time where you need a pro coach, at a time where this has turned into, it's at least semi-pro, if it's not pro-pro. It's pretty professional, though. It's been pretty professional for a while. No, we don't need that one. And... I just, uh, I think some of those guys, Matt, are really tied to the old way. They loved it when the NCAA used to hammer and humiliate people.
because it gave them a chance to get on their high horse. But it's over now. I mean, what could possibly be illegal now? Would somebody, like Matt said, if you fix a grate, that's at a university level. But all those years, they genuflected at the seat of Roy Williams. And they kissed Dean Smith's rear end at midcourt. And they had a fake university over there. And don't even get me started on what Duke's down, done down through the years. But we, we're going to ignore that. Let's pick on Tennessee. Let's pick on the Southeastern Conference. Huh? I mean, did I miss something? I'll be the first to say. Do we have some annoying twidiots? The answer is hell yes. Are some of you goofballs and morons on cyberspace? in cyberspace? Yes, you are. No offense to you. But for, for uh, Pat Forty to literally jump the shark like he has, you know, Matt, I think, you're, I think that Shiano Sunday thing, I think that leaves a real sting with those guys because that really is the day. That's the day the music died for a lot of them. And this is confirmation that the old way is truly over. The sport they once covered... I mean, it's, it's professional football now. Close to it anyway. Way more than they want to admit. <laughs> yeah, they... I, yeah, I, I just... There's just such a disconnect between the some media, national media, and just fans in the sport in general. And I just... I don't understand how they can cover the sport for a living and be completely, like, out of touch with... The like the the behind the scenes stuff and the ins and outs of you know especially college football and college basketball they just they act like everything's up and up guys pick universities because of their academic programs I mean none of that stuff's real anymore and it's all out in the open now and they still are still clinging to it imagine believing in that imagine being and I like Dennis imagine being an adult. And writing that today about, well, what to do about rampant cheating. Dennis, what what could you possibly do that's cheating? It is not possible to cheat now. Well, you know, there's a guideline against this, and there's an impermissible day, and there's, and there's this, and there's that, and there's this, and there's that. Uh, Kirby Smart just said a moment ago, according to Trey Wallace, who's down there covering that snooze fest, that he wasn't aware that former star tight end Darnell Washington was paid by Tennessee during his recruitment. See, that's what I'm talking about. What are the chances, Matt, that Darnell Washington got paid pretty handsome sum of money to go to Georgia and play football? What are the chances, Matt? Uh, almost a certainty. 110%. I would bet my life there's a speeding car in the middle of the road. It's going to run me over if it's false. That's not a good analogy with Georgia football right now. Well, that's a good idea. That's true. I didn't even think about that. Moving along, Skullcan told the NCAA that, you know, he's benevolent and woke, and that's why he was cheating because he's benevolent and woke. Nobody buys that. I do think he's a pretty good guy, though, and I do think that uh, he's not like a bad person. He just 
was in a spot that he shouldn't have been in here. He was not equipped for it. And when you had Filmer leading him around in retrospect, how you went from that to this that quickly and Tennessee football's back on top is the damnedest thing I've ever seen. And I'll tell you what, that would piss me off if I was one of those guys. Because they were ready for 10 more years of, t- think about that. They were ready for 10 more years of utter, disgusting, sloppy mediocrity from us. 10 more years of it. They were ready for it. They knew, I knew it was happening. You knew it was happening. And out of nowhere, out of nowhere, Tennessee hires this coach. It is the damnedest thing you'll ever see in sports. It truly is. It's really hard to believe, Matt, that we're here, isn't it? No, no, big time, big time. Uh, I mean, n- there was no nobody trying to hire Hypel. Tennessee didn't, you know, outpay you know some others. I mean, you know, he, his record, had, you know, had kind of gone down at UCF, and you know, it is what it is there. But <laughs> no, it's it's crazy to think where Tennessee's at now. And All right, so were, what? Is, they were yeah. dangerously close to basically being having another lost decade because you know i you basically would have kind of self-imposed your own postseason ban for about five years if, if you made the wrong hire rapper andy yesterday now, now, yeah. alex french probably would have already won an sec title but i don't know how realistic he was how great are those text messages matt somebody told me today in an email you need to move on and I'm sitting there going, it's mid-July, and I'm going to laugh. So if you don't like that, peace. I can't help you. I it's mid-July, and I'm going to laugh. Adam, if, if there's anything in those texts about if we could figure out who J.J. Peterson really was. Adam brought up, and I want to ask, ask you about this, because rapper Andy yesterday I thought had a call full of wisdom, and one for the ages. He brought up the Pruitt deal. So the chances that Washington got paid to go to Georgia are 115%. And I'm saying that with a straight face. What are the chances that when Jeremy Pruitt said when he was at Alabama, he would walk around with, his words, thousands of dollars in cash? Thousands of dollars. What are the chances, Matt, that he was paying guys to go to Alabama? What percentage would you put on that? Uh, that would be a hundred. Thank you. Who in their right mind, besides Dennis Dodd and the guy uh, and Forty and those people, don't think that all this is true? What I'm telling you is true. But we're the ones that did it. We're the only ones. Are you kidding me? Like, are you? You're kidding, right? They will go, and they will take turns inhaling on Nick Saban's straws when Marty Smith, after he has his fill of the bathwater. But let's hammer Tennessee because I don't like their fans online. And you all are obnoxious. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> hey, I'm not here to li- I'm not here to – you all act like morons, okay? I love you. I'm for you, not against you. I served you all these years. I'm for you, not against you. But you all are some straight-up morons, online but you don't deserve this you you can't you can't be objective toward the vols at all you can't admit hey you know what they got caught 
with Nate Newton's stash of marijuana, 4,000 pounds in the back of a Mack truck, 18-wheeler. But you know what? Marijuana just became legal. So you're just, you're just moving another product through the state now. That's what Tennessee did. little fine, $8 million. Y'all, the Vols are back on their feet again, John Waite. Here I am, back on my feet again. Let me get Rod and Clarksville in here. Keeps it real. Rod, welcome. What's going on? What's up, man? Hey, I'm just sitting here listening and just enjoying what you're saying about uh, Dodd and Forty because these are the type of guys, these are the type of reporters that sit back and just, you know, throd on, you know, like when Dante Stallworth got in trouble when he got into the NFL, and they make it tie right back down to, you know, the balls. Yep. So everything that these people have done over the years, you know, not just – what happened with Stallworth, but what happened with Pruitt, what happened with Fulmer, they just entice it and they attack our fans. And then our fans have no choice but to lash back out at these people. Because like you said, now we have the last laugh. And it feels so good to be on the other end of the rainbow. Y'all have a blessed day. Go balls. Matt, you have a thought on what Rod Clarksville just said before I grab Derek, who's up next? Uh, no, he's sp- speaking the truth. Just, just yeah. It's hard. It can't argue with anything he said. He's he's one hundred percent right. Because we are on the other side of this, and somebody needs to ask Nick Saban this week if they have guts down there. What is Jeremy Pruitt talking about when he said he was walking around with thousands of dollars in cash? And is that standard operating procedure for your assistant coaches? Pruitt didn't want that out, by the way. Pruitt never thought that'd see the light of day. Adam Sparks has done weak. He has done some weak, as they say in the greater Bahamas. You talk about a guy doing weak. Back to the phones. Derek's up next. Derek, welcome in. Hey, I wonder why you, uh, I thought you were going to ask that JMU guy about if he was checking out the cash uh, that that coach was carrying around up there since he was the former Alabama recruiting coordinator. Are you talking about Signetti? Yeah, he, he just dropped that that guy at JMU was the former Alabama recruiting coordinator, so I assume he's walking around with lots of cash in his pocket. Do you not love the way the media is just going out of its way to just hammer, selectively hammer Tennessee, Derek, yet? There's oh, yeah. nothing. Well, that, really, it started, in my mind, with Conto. And... and Forty's the guy who, after Conzo was fired, every time Tennessee would lose a basketball game, he was, But he, he wasn't was, fired. Wait a second. He 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 well, left okay. for California. After Conzo left, there was a great outrage about how Tennessee apparently didn't did him wrong. Him yes. Yeah. And so every time Tennessee would lose a basketball game, that that he would post. And Tennessee's record since Conzo left is X. Well, that was during Kendall's year. And then, you know, Barnes had a tough first year. But after Barnes started winning, he quit posting the update on what Tennessee's record was since Conzo left. He jumped out last year. We got off to a slow start in one of the early season football games. And I remember last year he jumped out there and said, well, this isn't going well. He always makes sure to live tweet that 40 guy does when it's not going well for the Vols, Matt. He's really something, isn't he, that 40 guy? 
Yeah, I, I think you're, it was the Tennessee Tech game, uh, or UT Martin, I can't remember. After, it was like right after the Alabama game or whatever. And we, That's right. We, I don't think we scored a touchdown on our first possession, but we wound up setting like the first half scoring record in school history. So, uh, obviously Pat was, was a, needed to take another lap around the pool after, after that cold take. Yeah, he's the worst, yeah. man. The other thing about a lot of these guys is they all, a lot of them went to ACC and Big East and Big Ten school. And so that, that's why they turn a blind eye to those schools because most, a lot of them are alumni from North Carolina. It's pretty interesting. Syracuse and in the big, in Michigan. So they, they, not a, not very many of them went to SEC. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you. It's good to know some people feel like I do. Let's get Josh in here. He's up next with us. Josh, welcome in. Hey, Tommy. What's up, brother? Under wings. Your promo at the end of yesterday's show will never be forgotten by Matt Nelson, my, my Matt Dixon, rather. I apologize. You apologize? Dixon, does he need to apologize? No, Tony, I... We were on radio time. I thought I was going to get you in trouble for that. No, you can get me in trouble. I'm still here. I'm still he, standing he out. And John. for cussing, not what he said, Tom. I'm still standing right. out, John. Yeah, Matt. You didn't right. cuss. He didn't cuss. This is what he did. Yeah. Well, uh, Matt, you know, Pat Forty needs one of those clipboard up his, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. He, he needs a lot more than that, though. Josh, yeah, boy, did you see insufferable? Did you see young Anthony at the Y, Joshy boy? Yes, I did. Who's moving more weight these days, you or young Anthony? Because Anthony told me you're piked. He told me you're ripped. Nah, I would have to go with me, but uh, young Anthony can lift some weight too. Young Anthony's a little bigger than his father, just a little bit, Joshy boy. Going around the room, Tony. Who do you think is going to be the most important game for Tennessee this year to set the tone in football? I think a sneaky important game is that Texas A&M game here, Josh. Obviously, the obvious answer is the Florida game because that's a hinge game. But I think a sneaky game as to whether Tennessee is going to achieve the exceed the Vegas win total is the A&M game. Matt, is that a stupid take? No, not not at all. That's a that that's kind of a, a game. It, that, that, I guess it does kind of depend on how A and M starts the year, but I think you you get them off a bye, and they might be coming off Alabama, so that that's a, an opportunity game for you to, you know, maybe like that LSU game last year, kind of showcase your team a little bit. And that's another one that the media just they absolutely suck up to uh, the head coach at Texas A and M. And I, and I just don't get it. Did you guys see the exchange yesterday at the SEC media deal when somebody asked him about uh, how uh, the I how Petrino is he going to have a hundred percent ownership of the offense? And he blanched at the question. He did not like yep. anybody saying that he was not going to be involved in the play calling. Matt, that doesn't sound like that's going to go well from 10,000 feet. 
If that answers uh, any indication. No, that, there's there's a chance for that thing to be a total train wreck, and it'd be a lot of fun to watch from the outside. Yeah, uh, to, I'm here for that. I'm just going to say it's just a conscientious uh, unobjector. I, I'm here for that. Hey, Tony, was that just a one-time deal that uh, Texas A&M did with uh, Appalachian State, or was that a home-and-home? Home? Are they going to? No, they'll never go to home. No, they were just looking for an opponent. And they got beat. I like uh, Appalachian State's uh, football field. It's always pretty nice for the. Oh my God! I, I've always yeah. wanted to go up there and see a game. I always. How do you I've not, heard it is really special there. I've heard that's a really special place to see a game. Do you think uh, Jeff Brom is going to do good at Louisville? Do you think you can turn them around? Mm. In your humble opinion. He's a lot better than the string of coaches they've had there in recent years. Yeah, I think eventually he wins there. Yeah. Yeah, I do, I do think so. Yeah. Dixon, what I, do you I think? think? You, you buying or selling Brom there, Dixon? Uh, I'll, I'll buy. I think he's one of the, the better uh, or one of the best, probably top ten um, head coach offensive play callers in the country. Yeah. Uh, you know, can't, you can't, you can't recruit enough talent at Purdue. I'd. I think he there's he'd probably make a playoff at Louisville. One, one yeah, I think that's I, right. Kind of ha, have think. a peak year and sneak into the playoffs. Yep, yep. They could get in the top Tony, twelve. Tony, uh, here's a hot take for you. I'm going to call it right now. Tennessee will go eleven and one this year, and uh, their only loss will be to Georgia, and they make the playoffs. Boom. Have a good day. Uh, if that happens with the roster we have, uh, Josh Heupel would be, oh, I don't know, the best coach to ever coach at Tennessee. Matt, if he comes back after last season and goes 11-1 and with that roster and all those losses and that offensive line, more power to him because that would be coach of the century material, Dixon. Uh, that, yeah, that'd be back-to-back. 10 win seasons. Uh, I mean, you even improve upon last year, which, you know, I think a lot of us don't really know is if that's even, if that's possible with this roster, but no, that would be, that would be really impressive. To me, top of the mark with this roster is 10 and two. I think you could go anywhere from, I think the floor is eight wins and the ceiling is 10. So, Brian Hartman, how would you answer that? Floor ceiling, which is something we'll kick around tomorrow. Yeah. Floor ceiling, Brian. What's a floor? I think how many wins? Heupel's ceiling, Heupel's floor was Butch's ceiling. I'll go with the floor is eight wins. I, I got yeah. him at nine wins. Okay. And what is the what is the absolute top of the mark they could accomplish in your mind? It I could see him going. I could see him going. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. It's time to put a Dodge in your garage. And at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us for all the muscle you need. We have a huge inventory to choose from, from the spine-tingling 2021 Dodge Charger SRT to the 2021 Dodge Challenger Superstock. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Yep, at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're flexing our Motor City muscle. You can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. 
Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job to defenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chindawa yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. 
Life gets busy and sometimes slowing down to buy your family quality food can seem impossible. This is Terry Taylor with Taylor Family Farm and we offer local home delivery in addition to our local drop locations to help with that problem. Now you can get your favorite pastured poultry, pork and grass-fed beef delivered right to your door. Visit taylorfamilyfarmtn.com to find out how. We believe in healthy food, healthy people and healthy community at Taylor Family Farm. Gypsy Kings featuring Torino Baliardo return to Nashville with a concert that will take you on a trip down memory lane. The Gypsy Kings will be performing their greatest hits November 4th at TPAC Andrew Jackson Hall. For you to dance and enjoy an unforgettable night. Tickets on sale through ToninoBaliardo.com A loud and live production. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.